Ravel, founder and executive director of Shepherd's Fortress Ministries. This podcast has two purposes. First, to bless pastors, pastors' wives, and their families. And second, to challenge the body of Christ to support your pastor through being faithful in prayer, seeking to grow in your relationship with Jesus every day, and coming alongside him in your devotion to kingdom work. And now, here is David with an encouraging word for today. We are so glad that you've tuned in. We are coming to you from the hills of Tennessee, a beautiful display of God's handiwork. Shepherd's Fortress Ministries is a ministry of helps and encouragement to pastors and their families and ministry leaders. We are here for prayer, to listen, and to connect you with retreat opportunities around the country through our ministry partners and connections we are making on your behalf. Pastors, I want to repeat this often. We pray for you, your family, and your ministry. We urge the church, the body of Christ, to pray for your pastor, his family, and the leadership team of your church each and every day. My heart's desire through this podcast is to bring encouragement from the Word of God to all who tune in. In this podcast, our focus is hold fast the Word of Life. The division, the anger, and the tension connected with the 2020 election and the political firestorm that has been set ablaze across our nation is burning out of control. I believe wholeheartedly in being fully engaged and to exercise my privilege to vote according to my biblical core convictions. However, I'm praying that we as God's people, especially pastors and ministry leaders, would not become calloused or seared with so much anger that it destroys our witness. May we not allow Satan to cause disunity amongst us that would cause more harm to kingdom work than the outcome of any election. May we rise above the fray of this world and be reminded of whom we serve. We have a king who is eternally seated on his throne. Philippians 2 verses 12 through 16 says this, So then, my beloved, just as you always have obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent, children of God above reproach, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I will have reason to glory, because I did not run in vain, nor toil in vain." We know the greatest catastrophe facing mankind today is not the economy, the threat of sickness and disease, racial unrest, or even the climate. The greatest and most serious catastrophe facing mankind today is the same as it has always been, total separation from God for eternity because of sin, because Jesus is not the Lord and Master of their lives. 
Therefore, verse 12 says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. To work out is to diligently pursue Jesus, to be more like him in every way. And it says with fear and trembling, which is reverence and holiness before God. You see, the world's view of what it truly means to be a Christian is so watered down. Many who say they are Christians promote and practice things that are in direct opposition to the Word of God. They misrepresent who Jesus is and reject true salvation through faith, repentance, total submission, and dying daily to self. They fail to understand the meaning of carrying your cross. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1 says, Therefore, let us fear... If, while a promise remains of entering his rest, any one of you may seem to have come short of it. Titus 1.16 says, They profess to know God, but by their deeds they deny him, being detestable and disobedient and worthless for any good deed. In that same vein, 1 John chapter 2, verses 4-6 through 6 says this, The one who says, I have come to know him, and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him the love of God has truly been perfected. By this we know that we are in him. The one who says he abides in him ought himself to walk in the same manner as he walked. And we know these verses are referring to Jesus. Turning again to Philippians chapter 2, verse 13 is such an amazing privilege. What a wonderful display of God's favor in our lives. It says, God is at work in you. When God is at work in us, it can be seen and sensed by the people in our lives. God is at work in us for his good pleasure to mold and shape us more and more into his likeness. In Philippians 2.14, the Bible says, Do all things without grumbling or disputing. I'm sure in messages you've preached, you've asked people what the word all means, and we know it means all. I said this toward the beginning, but I want to repeat this. I'm praying that we would never grow calloused or seared, overcome with anger and bitterness that harms our witness. This would be much more devastating than the outcome of any election or the condition of the economy. We should never elevate the things of this world to the same level of the things of God. Listen to what it says in Isaiah 40 verse 17 about the nations compared to a holy and righteous God. All the nations are as nothing before him. They are regarded by him as less than nothing and meaningless. Did you hear this? May we never view the things of this world in a greater light and magnitude than the things of God. My utmost prayer is for God to deliver his people from grumbling and disputing in these trying days, that we would offer hope and freedom found only in Jesus. Verse 15 explains this so very well, so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you appear as lights in the world. These are words to live by. We live according to these truths by applying verse 16, holding fast the word of life. 
What an immeasurable blessing it is to make God's Word our primary and supreme source of our thoughts, meditations, core convictions, and the reason that we live as we work out our own salvation. Here Paul expresses his desire to bear fruit in the ministry, to know he made a difference for the glory of God, that he did not run in vain or toil in vain. Isn't this our desire as well? We truly would not want to go through life without purpose and having a part in making a difference, all for the glory of God. This is the reason we must choose our battles. Ask the Lord for wisdom and discernment, making what matters most to Him the very thing that matters most to us. As these powerful truths come to life in your spirit, God will use you to lead His people to take hold of them in their lives, which will make an eternal difference in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. This will cause His light to shine brighter than ever, bringing countless people to true and genuine salvation in Christ Jesus. These are trying times, yet more accurately, these are exciting times as we diligently fulfill the calling of God in our lives. May we make it our priority to be above reproach in our thoughts, how we live our lives, in serving, in our decision-making, and how we carry ourselves and interact with the world. I'm not talking about being perfect. The word here urges us to be blameless and innocent or sincere as children of God. As we pray, let us invite the Holy Spirit to settle this word deep within our hearts, that it may come to life within us and set ablaze a mighty move of God within his church that ushers in the fresh winds of revival. May we be bold and preach with authority in the power of the Holy Spirit and not in the anger, bitterness, and hatred of the flesh. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. We thank you that you are seated on your throne. We thank you, Lord, that you are in charge in this world of chaos and uncertainty. I praise you, Lord, for each and every called servant of God. I pray you would encourage them and strengthen them. Help us, Lord, to preach with authority and boldness in love. Help us not to be led by the flesh in natural anger and callousness. Help us to have a holy anger that's direct at the root cause of all that plagues us in this society. It's sin before a holy God. Help us to be bold with the gospel more than ever before. I pray for each servant listening. I pray for their family and their ministry, and I ask you, Lord, to bless them in every way. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us and inviting us to be a part of kingdom work to make an eternal difference. We praise you for your love and goodness, and we pray all these things in Jesus name. Amen. As we wrap up for today, I have a special request. If you are encouraged, please share the link to our podcast with your friends on social media or by email. I would sincerely appreciate your help in getting the word out. I would like to invite you to like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. You can also request to be placed on our email list where you'll receive reminders of our latest podcast being uploaded and occasionally you'll receive information that we think would be of interest to you. Pastors, we thank God for you and your faithful devotion to love and lead the church. We look forward to hearing from you for prayer and encouragement. We are so thankful for each one who reaches out to us to say that you're praying for us. It so encourages our hearts. In the meantime, 
we pray the blessing of the Lord upon you as you minister to God's people and those yet to surrender their life to Jesus. We invite you to tune in next time. Until then, let me urge you to stand firm in Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Thank you so much for tuning in. May the Lord pour out his blessings in your life, your family, and your ministry. This has been a production of Shepherd's Fortress Ministries, kingdom-building encouragement for kingdom-building pastors. Until next time, may God bless you as you serve.